Coming up this week, Airbnb sues the city of Anaheim, Disneyland announces a reopening date for the Rivers of America, and the bands are back at the Tomorrowland Terrace. Plus later, Tony discusses the best of Disneyland splurges, including renting a car and sitting in it. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Disneyland Edition, episode 597 for the week of July 31st, 2016. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Mary Jo Mulata Willie. Howdy. And Tony Spatel. <laughs> so, so I think this is like one of the only times awesome. in recent recent memory where we actually are all in California, right? Yes, I just happen to be in front of your house yes. in a rental car truck. That yes, a moving studio. Just, just so, that. yeah, I was my um, I didn't make it. I wasn't going to make it to my hotel in time. I'm working out towards Tom, so. I figured oh, I'll just come over like 20 minutes before the show started and then realized we didn't have a splitter and that would ruin because we get feedback. So I said, you know what? Yeah, he, he didn't want to hear himself talking back to no, himself. No, no, yeah. that's what you said. Yeah. You you were the producer. And so <laughs> we ran, trying to get a splitter in like 10 minutes, couldn't. But since I have a big pickup truck, it's got a power plug in it and air conditioning. Yep. So I'm in front of Tom's house recording. <laughs> nice. We'll see how, we'll see how the, that, that turns out on... on recording but it, it sounds good on, on skype so, so we're good, yeah. good. Yeah. Yep. So. all right so um you guys are just too funny let's see any housekeeping oh gosh we all i think we all have tons of it yeah i'll pick one or two pick your highlights um oh i thought nancy can have mine which one <laughs> which highlight i'm just saying that i don't have any so oh, you don't have any highlights mm-hmm. okay cool oh. um so Go ahead. I was going to say, I found out um, something really interesting when I went over to Disneyland on Saturday. Um, so, you know how they always have the, if you don't get on the bridge to go in the parking right. garage when you're coming south on the 5, and you take the resort road, they, you, they, they always have cops the, blocking off the entrance. You go all the way down to Toy Story sometimes, right? Right. Well, apparently that's on purpose. Apparently yeah, they want to fill all the surface lots first. Before they start filling the garage nowadays. Yeah. Well, I think there. So that's a lot kinda... of it is, No. A lot of it is Toy Story's not as popular, so they want to send people over there, so that later in the day they can use the 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 Mickey and Friends. I know. Well, anyway, that was interesting. They said that is a purposeful flow pattern now. Yeah. It was funny because I was already at the parking structure, and I was actually I was going to walk through downtown Disney to collect Pokemon on, on my way to Disneyland. <laughs> of course you were. And I saw Nancy's green car go past me. And she's We're talking on the phone, and she's telling me, well, I'm going to try to go in there, you know, the back way. And I'm like, ah, I don't think that's going to work. You can have to use the bridge. And then so she asked um, why that was so. Yeah. So Nancy got to experience it firsthand. <laughs> so because usually we get there later in the day. Yeah. And so we never have that. Or we take 
the ram. You know, we take the bridge. So that, I thought that was really okay. interesting. Uh, um, that was one. All right, hold on one second. Let me say hello yes, to our please friends do. listening live, live on Mixler. If you want to listen live every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific, head over to Mixler.com. It's M-I-X-L-R.com. And listen and chat live with our Chatterati. Um, also, don't forget to wrap the rest of the Disunplugged family of podcasts. Monday is our Dreams Unlimited travel show. Um, our Orlando show live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, the Universal show live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And, of course, Diz Pop Fridays-ish. Um, and, then of course, The Daily Fix every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Your quick look at the day's Disney news. All right, what do you else you got, Nancy? Um, let me see real quick. Um, also, it, um, we picked up some uh, new menu items at the summer um, dining extravaganza at Downtown Disney. If you want to hear oh, okay. about those, if you don't have to, if you don't want to, but um, give me give me one thing. Um, actually. The guacamole at Trader not on the summer celebration. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but but they actually have nice menus up there at the entrance to the restaurant. Yeah, and we saw Naples, Catal. Catal doesn't have one. Uva Bar does. There's a there. The one that looks the yummiest is the combination of the pork. This is at a, at a jazz kitchen. Pork torchon, slow roasted pork, cornbread pudding, Cajun slaw, barbecue mango glaze, and then they have a special peach cobbler. Everything is sponsored by Dole, so get that. I was going to say, did Dole do it? Yeah, Dole's doing it again this year. Dole peaches, you know, obviously ice cream top, peach cobbler, and a pineapple milk um, cocktail with sky pineapple vodka, pina colada mix, and dole pineapple juice. That one looked yummy. And then, of course, they have dole pineapple um, dishes at um, Tortilla Joe's. There's a sofrito marinated grilled shrimp, a baby kale salad, and a pan-seared huachinango, which is a red snapper and dole trinity ragu, which I don't know what that means. Sautéed tomato, bell peppers, red (laughs) onion, kalmata, olives over linguine and basil. And then a nice. Hawaiian barbecue pizza at Naples, and cool. shrimp tostada so, at. That was Uva. just your favorite. So there you go. That was all. Michael, how was you? Michael? Did you survive your travels? Yeah, yeah, we had a fantastic time okay. at the Mega Meet. We um, yes. really enjoyed it, and want to thank everybody who came out and who contributed. Um, I, I, I have a rant. <laughs> Tra- no. a, tra- a travel observation worse than, worse than the t-shirt I saw oh, oh that was awful that was Don't really I would love okay to- did you walk past because everybody wanted to know if that got into the park I don't know because I I, I, the bu- I was going on the bus to Hollywood Studios and then taking the boat over to the boardwalk and so she was going oh. to Hollywood Studios I oh I was wondering oh, okay. which park that was so anyway, yes, yeah. good, good luck to her parents. Although mm-hmm. who knows what they were wearing. Uh, but anyway, no. All right. I understand this is the modern age. And now rather than parents actually, you know, conversing with their children in restaurants and in lines, they hand them a phone or an iPad and let them play a game. When you hand them that phone or iPad, um, would you hand them earbuds to go mm-hmm. along with it, please? Um 
I, we do not all want to hear the game your child or grandchild is playing because oh I mean, God. I was sitting at Raglan Road and I could not hear the music over the buzzing and howling and noise of a game a young child was playing sitting next to me on the iPhone his parents gave them so they could check the, the mail and Facebook on their phones. So, um, and, wow. and I just saw this everywhere, even on the airplane. Um, you know, I, we're listening to games all around us. We're listening to people watching movies on their iPads and nobody has earbuds. You can get earbuds for under $5. Why do you all think we want to hear this? If you don't want to interact with the people you're with, give them earbuds to totally tune them out, but don't inflict it on everyone else around you. That's my yeah. rant. <laughs> That's and you know what? How about putting away the electronics and getting to know your family? That would be good, too. I understand yeah. on long flights, you know, you want to watch a movie or something because, you know, we're flying cross country. Get the earbuds then so we're not all listening to it. Well, what's interesting is when we flew out to Alani, you know, they were making sure people had earbuds or people were turning their volumes down and yeah, stuff well, like that. Not on Southwest. So, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Usually most airlines try and keep that in check because everybody, you know, people sleeping, you know, whatever. But no, okay. I got to hear uh, Jake and the Neverland Pirates on my just Southwest flight. So, yeah. Well, anyway. Well. Otherwise, and, I had a lovely time. <laughs> and and we raised how much was it, Michael? Wasn't it over $70,000? 70, yes. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, our last sitter um, wine package went for, gosh, about $400. Wow. I mean, we're really impressed and, and we're looking forward to that wine tasting with the listener and a yeah. guest. Excellent. Yay. Yeah. Um, one of the things I did uh, for, I'm using air quotes, research on my trip out to Orlando is I used the flyaway bus from LAX, from to and from LAX, um, mm-hmm. because I wanted to see, you know, because we have people coming in to Anaheim using LAX and they don't always want to rent a car. And I think the, I looked up the Disneyland Express that Greyline runs and it's like 30 bucks a person. Yep. So I'm like, okay, can we do it cheaper? Uh, so I tried the Flyway Express, Flyway bus. Um, it's $9 each way, and it goes from Union Station, downtown LA, straight to LAX. Um, so let's, let's say you're coming in from your flight, you land in LAX, you go to the, I think it's the purple, I mean, it says right on, I think it's green maybe, Flyway. Right, every terminal has one. Every half hour, they pick up, take you straight to um, Union Station. It's nine bucks, and from there you could grab Amtrak for fifteen. I think it is if you book it. If you book it in advance, thank you, Dean. In the, the chat room says Flyways Green. Um, they run from Union Station to Anaheim like eight or nine times a day. So you might have to wait a little bit, but, um, so 
$24 each, is that 9 plus 15? Yeah, $24 each way would get you from LAX to Anaheim um, Arctic Station. Just make sure you hop the right flyaway bus, because there is one that goes to Van Nuys, which is the one we take. Yes. Well, it, it, <laughs> it, says Union, it says Union Station right on the front of it. Yes. I, um, think, I think the cost is pretty reasonable. Right. If the times work for you, and if you don't... And, you know, if you have multiple people, like a big family, rent the car. But if it's just one or two of you, it might be worth might worth might be worth looking into. So that and that's the only reason I did it is because I I you know it, I wanted to make sh- make sure it's it's a even feasible, and it seemed to work fine. All right, um, other housekeeping. Oh, I have another one besides okay, my rant. Oh, yeah, just no, if folks. Uh, uh, you know, go when you if you're in your bookstore, if those still exist anywhere near you. Um, Cruise Travel Magazine, July August 2016 issue. They they have a little review of Castaway Key. Uh, they their part of the month is also Rio de Janeiro. If you want to get into the Olympic spirit, I, I didn't check to see if they had a a, a photograph of the, uh, the 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 sludgy water and all that. But anyway, but you know they loved Castaway Key. So, so now you don't need to purchase it. But anyway, it's a nice little magazine if you enjoy cruising. So. I don't really have housekeeping. I just have a comment. It was really nice seeing um, both you, Tom, and, and Michael up on the panel for the Diz Unplugged um, podcast. I had listened to it, but today I actually watched it. And I that, think that the tribute that they did was really nice. But That was um, the longest uh, walk ever. Yes. Was it? <laughs> so John was serious when he was, yeah. I'm sorry, Kevin yeah. was serious when he said that was a really long walk. Yeah. And he had Why? the shortest was- walk. <laughs> so, well, it's a huge stage. Tom, Tom and I, uh, we had to walk t- completely across the stage and we had to walk behind the screen, um, you know, so that we didn't, uh, you know, interfere with wires. the image that was being, uh, you know, displayed. So, uh, so it was an even longer walk. The nice thing is the the applause didn't peter out. Right. <laughs> that would have been even worse. I think Pete was like egging him on. So. Oh, Just keep, okay. well, keep clapping, nice. keep clapping. Well, it, you couldn't see that on the... No, I'm kidding. The, oh, okay. So it was genuine. Anyway, it was nice seeing the two of you up there talking with, the, with the rest of the team. Yeah. It was. It was a lot of fun. And everyone was so, just that, so nice. Who? Everyone was just so nice. I mean, all the listeners and... You know, and they're and, they're always very kind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and talking so, about how much they enjoy, you know, all the shows and Disneyland show connecting with Walt and unless of that. course they don't win the trips. <laughs> the, yeah, that, that was a polite applause, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me ask the two of you really, without going into detail. Yeah. What was a highlight for you on on this last weekend? And don't say meet the people because that's always very special, oh. but. Which that, time that of is, meeting I mean, the people, or what was what stood out for you? Is is oh god, I, you know, for, I, I said it on the show, but but for me, it was meeting all the young people. Uh, uh, you know, I mean the 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 young teens or below who are really into the history and and into learning about Walt, and because they didn't grow up with right. Walt, you know, Walt's a statue in the park. And True. the fact that they're fascinated with him and with his legacy and how many, uh, and how many, um, 
you know, how they just are, they find inspiration in him, even though he's been gone, you know, for what, 40 years. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I was blown away by seeing Gibson. (laughs) I don't know if you Gibson was there. Gibson was there. He's so grown up. Gibson is, he is, as he said, I'm all graduated and he's working at the parks. And I, 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 you know, I I don't want to say what he does. Uh, I'll let him do that. But just really, we've all watched him grow up, and to see oh, yeah. what a nice well, young man he's become. Yeah, is, is, I remember is, he impressed us when he was uh, was it he was fourteen when he treated his mom yep. to the cruise on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just a well brought up young man, and so, oh, I'm so glad you saw him. Yeah. One of the and before I I asked Tom, I think one of the comments Kevin made, and kind of the same. Um, as you, Michael, is watching the, the young people grow up before our eyes, you know, from the, when the Diz started and when we see them at the meets and stuff. That's pretty cool in itself, you know, for, to, to watch Teresa's girls grow up and everything, or even Nancy's girls watching them grow up. But, but Tom, so what was the Tom. highlight for you? Well, like, like I think I said on the podcast, you know, meeting people, but also, um, Hanging out with some of the Orlando team as well. I mean, because I was like, I was in the in the registration room quite a bit, and you know, hanging out with John and Kevin and Teresa and uh, um, Kathy was in there, and um, John's assistant Kathleen was in there, and just you know, bonding with bonding with some of the Orlando team, which is always nice. Yeah, it's something we don't get to do very often at all. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, no. and and Nikki in the chat room says that that my highlight was. Um, Watching the fireworks with her. Oh! She didn't say that. She didn't say that. I missed that comment. No, she didn't say that. Yeah. But it's it's interesting that you did, Tom. What's that? That I saw that. that. Yeah, that was your highlight. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, no. All right. <laughs> Anything else in housekeeping? Can I just add on to that real quickly? Teresa and I were talking before the bathroom story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, it wasn't her tinkle that attracted you, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I did find that I was I was driving down to Disneyland in my car, listening to the audio version of it, and uh, and I was just like, oh. and then I'm like, oh, I got payback in the spa at Alani this uh, this summer when uh, I was talking to my girlfriend as we were getting changed for the spa. And and here I am naked putting on a robe and all of a sudden this woman turns around wonderful lady turns around and says are you Nancy from the Disneyland podcast that's neat well it was very it was very much of a oh my goodness awkward moment <laughs> but it was so much fun and she was such a nice person I wish I could remember her name but yes alright so. any other housekeeping Yeah. Michael, did you want to talk about what we had talked about, or are we going to save that for another time? Oh, oh no, it's up to you. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm cool. ready to All go. Right. Please do. All, All right, so, <laughs> after, after much discussion... <laughs> yes. <and> many emails. <laughs> All right, one of the highlights of the Mega Meet, of course, we talked about the prizes. Well, one of the highlights of... Ac- of the mega meet was giving away prizes and all that, but we had our Disneyland event that 
going on. And of course, where, where the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel was giving away, you know, a couple of trips to Disneyland. You lucky people, you. And one component of that was the Disneyland trivia contest that I wrote. Never have I gotten so many emails <laughs> in my life over one particular topic. And, uh, you know, and, and folks, really, seriously, writing to ask me the answer, what did you think I was going to <laughs> I mean, really. Or, or, delete email, delete or, email. Or delete can I email. send you the, well, I did respond to everybody. Or, uh, or, you know, sending you the link to where I got my information, which actually I didn't necessarily get it from a website. And so, um, anyway, so what I'm going to go do is i'm gonna we're gonna play a little game together <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do our our, our little the little trivia contest here and see what everybody thinks is the correct answer i do not want any emails the my my, my decisions were final the prizes have been awarded if if you didn't find the right answer it just means that that you your instinct just didn't lead you in the right direction but the answers were out there i made sure of it and i triple checked all my answers the 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 hard thing is is that there are websites out there that give other answers some rounded up which is what tricked a lot of people um others uh sort of compensated for inflation um others then reported you know some some had inside information so they said and all this stuff i made sure that it was readily available all this information it's not like i called marty scalar to get the inside information or anything like that <laughs> so that, that was your that was your verification yeah really so um, but well but Someone else did verify a couple of these for me, <laughs> but I'm not going to say who, but, but has, but anyway, <laughs> but okay. So let's go through these. Okay. For the, they start out first by decades. I had a question for each decade of Disneyland. And then there were a couple of sort of generic ones tossed in there because um, we needed a couple more questions. So I didn't relate them to a decade. Um, so first decade, 1955 to 1965. So, so you're all going to play along. Um, who purchased the very first ticket for Disneyland's opening day on July 17th, 1955? Is it A, Lillian Disney, always the supportive wife? B, Roy O. Disney, always the supportive brother? C, Marty Scalar? D, Walt Disney, of course. So, shall we, do we want to go around the state? So, Tom, what do you think? Oh, I know the answer, though. I know all the oh, answers. yeah, that's right. I sent them to you. Okay, um, Mary Jo? I say Roy. Okay, so you're guessing B. Okay, I'm guessing B. Yes, um, Nancy? I'm guessing Walt. Okay, so D. And Tony? Well, then, just to make it interesting, I'm going to guess C. Okay, Marty Scalar. And the answer is Mary Jo. Yay! B, it is Always the supportive brother. Ticket number one for Disneyland was purchased by Roy O. Disney for $1. That ticket is now in the Walt Disney Archives, which if you take one of the D23 Studio Tours, that's that's one of the artifacts that Dave Smith loves yeah. to bring out. I think Tony Baxter has a picture of it, along with all of his tickets. Mm -hmm. 
And he, the it was Disneyland's, it was July 18th for the 60th anniversary that there was this really cool talk that he gave where he showed us his tickets and talked about that. So right. that was neat. <laughs> I knew that would that would come in handy knowing that someday. There you go. And it did. <laughs> Too bad we weren't eligible. Um, <laughs> the second decade, 1965 to 1975. What are the names given to the three hitchhiking ghosts in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion? Is it A, Phineas, Ezra, and Gus? B, Phineas, Rolo, and Gus? C, Phineas, Ezra, and Theo? Or D, Phineas, Ezra, and Ned. Let's start with Nancy. A. A, Phineas, Ezra, and Gus. Uh, Tony? I'm going to go with B. Phineas, Rolo, and Gus. And Mary Jo. I say C. C, Phineas, Ezra, and Theo. And the winner is Nancy. A. Nancy. I have Phineas, an uncle named Gus. Gus. So. And there you go. Oh, they, I'm closing have. my eyes and not reading Mixler's answers. <laughs> they <laughs> were right. They are. They're doing. Oh, I wasn't even looking at um, Mixler. Phineas, Ezra, and Gus have been thumbing a ride for Disneyland's Haunted Mansion since it opened on August 9th, 1969. Okay, the third decade, 1975 to 1985. What does Disneyland's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad have in common with It's a Small World, Country Bear Jamboree, and Epcot's The American Adventure? A, all these attractions were designed by Imagineer Tony Baxter. B, the music for all these attractions was composed by the Sherman Brothers. C, voices on all these attractions were provided by actor Dallas McKinnon. D, all of these attractions were first conceived by Walt Disney. Okay, Tony, let's start with you. A. A, all these attractions were designed by Imagineer Tony Baxter. Okay, and Mary Jo. I'm going to go with Tony and say A. Okay, and Nancy. We'll just scoop that all the way. And I'll go A. A, okay. Sorry, oh, gang. See? You're all oh my god. See, I wasn't looking <laughs> It's C. I wasn't looking at the chat room. <laughs> Listen so, to the safety spiel the next time you board your mine train. Howdy folks, please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times cuz this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. That voice belongs to Dallas McKinnon, who also mm. provided the voice of Benjamin Franklin in Epcot's The American Adventure, The Laughing Hyenas in It's a Small World, and Zeke in Country Bear Jamboree. That was a good one. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was a good one. Okay. The fourth decade, 1985 to 1995. As a tie-in, this is my, my, actually my favorite. As a tie-in to the 1984 film Splash, Michael Eisner suggested adding a mermaid to the finale of this Disneyland attraction. A. Submarine Voyage Through Liquid Space B. Motorboat Cruise C. Splash Mountain D. Pirates of the Caribbean Nancy D. D. Pirates of the Caribbean Okay, Mary Jo I'm going to go with the submarines. That was A, a? submarine voyage to a. liquid space and Tony. I'm going to go with pirates. Okay, D pirates. Sorry, skunked again, gang. The answer is C. In 1993, 
Imagineer Tony Baxter conceived of the Zippity D River Run, which would incorporate the characters from the America Sings attraction. When the name was later changed to Splash Mountain, CEO Michael Eisner suggested the attraction be used to help market the film Splash. His suggestion was ignored by the Imagineers. <laughs> Splash Mountain opened in Disneyland's Critter Country on July 17th, 1989. So that's why I love this. I mean, talk about just a crazy idea. Yeah, um, it would not have wouldn't matched. Have fit no. 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 And Tony's usually yeah. so good about that's like, why... suggesting things that work. <laughs> well, this was Michael Eisner's. Oh, idea to put in the oh okay the, I, oh sorry mm-hmm. which doesn't surprise well, me no. michael eisner thing. no not at, not at that point um anyway the fifth decade 1995 to 2005 indiana jones the temple of the forbidden eye premiered at disneyland on march 3rd 1995 to celebrate the park's 40th anniversary When you enter the Chamber of Destiny, you encounter three doors, each representing a gift from Mara. What are the names of the three gifts? A. Hall of Promise, Destiny of Adventure, Fountain of Eternal Youth. B. Chamber of Earthly Riches, Hall of Promise, Destiny of Happiness. C. Ark of the Covenant, Promise of Eternal Happiness, Chamber of Earthly Riches. Or D, Fountain of Eternal Youth, Chamber of Earthly Riches, and Observatory of the Future. Tony. I like your last one. Okay, Fountain of Eternal Youth, Chamber of Earthly Riches, and Observatory of the Future. Okay, Nancy. It is definitely D. Okay, and Mary Jo. I'm going to agree with the both of them and say D. Okay, it is a clean sweep. You are all correct. Mara presents you with the Fountain of Youth, uh, Fountain of Eternal Youth, Chamber of Earthly Riches, and Observatory of the Future. Choose wisely. <laughs> okay, the sixth decade, 2005 to 2015. The launch of this attraction on June 11th, 2007, was the first major theme park project for Bob Iger, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, as well as the first major project for John Lasseter in his role as Principal Creative Advisor for Imagineering. Is it A, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage, B, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, C, Mickey's Sensational Parade, or D, Pixie Hollow. Let's start with Mary Jo, shall we? <laughs> I'll choose A. A, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. Yes. Okay, and Nancy. Oh my god, I'm going to have to skip because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just found the thing I was looking for for my rapid fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no, that's okay. And Tony. What was the, can you give me the choices again? I think I know which one sure. I want, but I want to hear them again. It, it's A, Finding Nemo Submarine no. Voyage, mm-hmm. B, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, yeah. C, Mickey Sensational Parade, C. or D, Pixie Hollow. C. Okay, and Mary Jo, you are correct. <laughs> the, the original submarine voyage was built in 1959 as part of the new Tomorrowland and was closed on September 9th, 1998. To capitalize on the success of the film Finding Nemo and the new projection technology developed by Walt Disney Imagineering, Disneyland Resort President Matt Wiemet approved the project to relaunch the submarines. Coincidentally, John Lasseter was the executive producer of Finding Nemo. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. Here, maybe I should save this question for last, but I, I don't think I will. This is the the granddaddy of all the questions. Oh, save that one for last. Save that one for last. Oh, okay. All right. You, you okay. mean the one you got most the, the most uh yeah, most, save that one yeah. for last. The most questions, the most discussions, the most emails Pete will get after I give the answer. Um, and I didn't Google it either, so I'm still stumped. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll save the best for last. Okay, since the these are the now the two sort of general ones. Since the opening of Disneyland in 1955, named the only United States president who has not visited a North American Disney theme park. A. Harry S. Truman. B. John F. Kennedy. C. Lyndon B. Johnson. Or D. Barack Obama. Nancy. I'm gonna. Go with Truman. Okay, a Harry S. Truman. Okay, Mary Jo. I'm gonna go with. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say A also. Okay, Harry S. Truman. Okay, and Tony. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Harry S. Truman. Oh, sorry, skunked again, you guys. Dang it, it. Lyndon B. Johnson. B. Johnson. C. That's the one Despite... that I was tossing. If it was either Lyndon B. or mm-hmm. Truman. Despite awarding Walt Disney the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award in 1964, President Johnson never visited Disneyland nor Walt Disney World. Mr. and Mrs. Truman visited Disneyland in 1957, but the Democratic president reportedly refused to be photographed on Dumbo the Flying Elephant, the symbol of the Republican Party. I've read that. (laughs) Then Senator of Massachusetts Kennedy visited Disneyland in 1959. When President Barack Obama visited Walt Disney World to promote international tourism, we learned he visited Disneyland as a child. Okay. Are we all <laughs> sitting, seatbelts fastened, fingers ready to Google? Disneyland cost an estimated seven, and I was very careful in the wording of this, cost an estimated $17 million to construct in 1955. This Disneyland favorite cost the same amount to construct as all of Disneyland. Is it, or was it, A, New Orleans Square in 1966, B, Bear Country in 1972, C, Captain EO in 1986, or Fantasy Fair in 2013? And let's see, Tony, let's start with you. Fantasy Fair. Fantasy Fair, D, okay. And Nancy? I'm going to say Captain EO. Okay, you're going with C. Okay, and Mary Jo? I'm going to say A. A, New Orleans Square, so everybody is different. Now, Tom, when you saw the answer to this, were you surprised? No. Okay. Uh all right. If I remember correctly. <laughs> I, Tom, I should have asked you for a, a drum roll or right. something. All right. The answer is. I knew that one. Johnson. Ah. C. The 3D musical space spectacular Captain EO, starring Michael Jackson, cost an estimated $17 million to produce. In comparison, New Orleans Square cost $18 million, Bear Country $8 million, and Fantasy Fair $15 
million dollars. Some Can't of those were close. <laughs> they were. That's why I selected them. <laughs> so, I know. Well, we can't just give these trips <laughs> right. away. You have to work for them. Do not email me, gang. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I hope you all had fun with this. It was a lot of fun writing this, and um, I hope we do it again. So um, anyway, so uh, I hope you all yeah. had a good time. Um, you know, learning a that little bit. That was more fun playing this game. game. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to make it fun. And uh, anyway, and yeah, and I was impressed how many people in the Chatterati did get that question correct. So, um, and they knew it was approximately a million dollars a minute yeah. to make that film. So, anyway, so there very we go. Cool. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. All right, let's move on to news very quickly, Tony. Okay, sorry, that was. Change, change, iPad change, down. change the TV channel. Change the radio channel. <laughs> oh, there's a TV in this place, too? I'm moving in. Right. So, Airbnb has retaliated against Disney with a lawsuit less than a month after the city council banned short-term rentals and said home-sharing websites would be fine for illegal listings. Airbnb suit says the city is violating the Communications Decency Act and the First Amendment. The lawsuit is the latest for the popular online platform, which filed legal actions this summer against San Francisco for similar reasons. The lawsuit targets the stricter regulations the council adopted in the meantime to limit the impact of the rentals on the community. Come mid-August, Anaheim will require hosting platforms such as Airbnb, VRBO, and HomeAway to remove listings the city has not permitted or face fines starting at $500 for each violation that could reach $2,000. Federal law clearly prohibits state or local governments from imposing this requirement. A letter Airbnb official sent to operators says, That's why we filed a lawsuit today in federal court challenging Anaheim's ordinance. Airbnb says it's protected by the 1996 Communications Decency Act that prohibits states and local governments from holding websites liable for content and actions by users who post on their online platforms. The ordinance, Airbnb says, also violates the company's First Amendment rights. It is a content-based restriction on speech in the form of rental listings. And an Anaheim spokeswoman said the city could not comment on pending litigation. So, there's... What right, so the lawsuit is not protesting the, the actual ban. It's, yeah, it's, hold, uh, it's holding them responsible when for, for anything that gets posted. Yeah, so yeah that's what, BS anyway. Yeah, I think it's interesting how they're trying to do it that way. Yeah, so makes no, That makes no sense at all. You can't, you can't hold... That'd be like holding Craigslist responsible for somebody selling Disneyland tickets or, you know. So anyways, I don't think this is over by any stretch. No, no. But something that we cannot wait to not be over? I tried. I'm in a car. <laughs> what do you want? Um, it's a truck. Come on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Has the gas, has the gas <laughs> mileage while you're sitting there. Yeah, I know. I, this is not, if, if anybody's a big environmentalist, I apologize for today's episode where I'm just burning... <laughs> My carbon footprint's pretty huge right about now, so because I'm it's it's 102 outside. I got to be yeah, comfortable. So, anyways, welcome to the Fresno. Yeah. So Disneyland attractions closed to build Star Wars Land will reopen in 2017. It's now official. Disney has offered no new timeline for it, no timeline for its new Star Wars Land, but park fans have learned, I guess that's us, that attraction closed temporary for its construction will reopen in 2017. Announced on the blog, they announced that the attractions on the Rivers of America that went offline earlier this year will reopen next summer, but an exact date was not given, so hopefully 
fingers crossed, it will stay there. The Disneyland Railroad will go back around the park on a new route, traveling elevated railroad tracks over the water. Ooh, that's exciting. With scenic views of waterfronts and waterfalls on the north bank of the Artificial River. The nightly Fantasmic Light and Water Fireworks Show will also be back. Visitors will be able to explore Pirate's Lair on Thompson Island, exercise their arms on Davy Crockett's Explore Canoes, and board the Mark Twain Riverboat or Sailing Ship Columbia Woo-hoo. on the rivers of America. A Disneyland spokesman said the attraction will operate as they did before the closures. The park has placed a steam locomotive and some passenger cars on display. So you can look at up, clo- getting up close look at it for now. But <clears throat> basically, in the summer, everything is going to be back. So that's actually faster than I expected. I was just happy to see that uh, like both ships will be back and the canoes will be back. I was worried they were going to use this as an excuse to um, you know, get rid of the canoes. Yeah, so and, and and they're doing a lot of work on upgrading Fantasmic, so that's going to be interesting. I've also mm-hmm. been reading they haven't shortened the river as much as they originally announced. Oh, really? Because I was trying to figure out there, you know, with the river being shortened as much as they originally said, there was no way they were going to be able to unload and reload the Mark Twain as the Columbia was out and about, or vice versa. And um, so it sounds like now that shouldn't be an issue. That's so nice to hear. I didn't. I didn't realize yeah. that. According to the rumors that I'm hearing, they were. I think what was it? They were originally going to yeah. trim it by like around thirty percent, and now they're saying it's more like seventeen percent. Darn! So, the canoers okay. aren't going to get a break. Okay, but it's so weird. Nancy and I were over there, as she said um, earlier in our show yesterday, and it's so weird to be standing in front of the Haunted Mansion walking towards Splash Mountain or towards Critter Country and being able to see the parking structure. You know, we kind of take for granted or we took for granted the fact that the train berm and all the trees hid the out really did hide the outside world from us and right now while the construction is going on we we pretty much can see a lot um outside the park so yes. about a year a year and a half ago when they first were sort of getting ready for this they and they got rid of a lot of the trees when you were mm-hmm. on the top deck of the mark twain you could see the parking structure so i mean it was really bad show i was surprised that they had done that so um well now now you don't have to be on the top no. of the parking structure you can see it from inside <laughs> they, they 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 topped you that one michael and they did one up above you know yeah they really went even further if that was bad let us show you this but yeah, um, let's show you what we can really do <laughs> yeah it'll it'll get better so it'll get better it will it's just interesting oh, yeah. to see that because i've i've never seen that in the park before but well they're I definitely know, um, i have faith in the Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought I was just going to let you finish, and then all of a sudden you were gone. <laughs> um, no, I. They definitely are doing a lot of work. There's a lot of equipment back there when we peek through the scrim. So, and they're making it harder to get back to the very back of the scrim where I was taking pictures from um, the last time I was in the park. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that the back upstairs is closed. The back of Hungry Bear. All the way to the very, very end. They're keeping that section really tightly closed. They're just not opening Yeah, they have it. double scrim. And we were trying to figure out where the entrance would be from Critter Country into the Star Wars land. So that'll be 
interesting what when they finally open up the path where that's going to be so exciting times ahead yes 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 and that's the news yeah that's the news okay cool i didn't hear the honk sorry (laughs) no <laughs> your neighbors your are neighbors loving you. Well, your neighbors are coming out and they have baseball bats, Tom. I'm yeah, gonna have right. to get out of here. <laughs> nice. All right, time for rapid fire. I will go first before the neighbors come. Okay, so there is going to be a plethora of villains at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, it was already announced that Universal Studios Hollywood would be getting houses based on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween Two. But now there's another reason to cower in fear. Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees will be making their way to Halloween Horror Nights. Um, the house is called Freddy vs. Vers- J- Jason, and it will be based on the 2003 film of the same name. It's a lot of villains. Um, and, of course, Halloween Horror Nights begins on September 16th. Um, Wasn't that movie a for Universal? Yeah, probably was. Okay, just checking. They have so many of them. Duds. Um, no, 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 those type of movies. Um, so uh, those of us who are annual pass holders have it really cool right now at the Disneyland Resort with the Disney Photo Pass service because if you don't, right now they're just allowing people who don't have the signatures and other annual passes to just get one day at a time. But there's some good news coming up. Um, one of my friends who's a cast member told us about this, but I think Tom also got a heads up about it. It's in the, it was so in the photo- Disney Parks blog. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't see it in the blog. Yeah. Okay. Well, PhotoPass Plus will be is coming back, and they have three new packages, which seem to be pretty good. The And I'll tell you what they are in, in cost-wise. So the least expensive is one week of unlimited downloads. This has to be purchased online, so you can't go to the park and get it. That's... So it's... Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Did you talk to the bus driver or... No. Okay. okay. I didn't read the... So correct me as I say wrong. So, okay, so you can't get... You can get a name. Go ahead. Before, before, during, or after your trip. Okay. And the that's the block. one that's around $60 Six, or so. $69. So that's okay. for people who get things done quick I, after their vacation. Um, correct me where I'm wrong, because again, this is for, (laughs) and I know better, but I didn't see it in the blog. I looked for it. Okay. So the next level is the 45 days of unlimited downloads. That hasn't been announced. Pardon me? That one hasn't been announced. So what's your rumor on that one? Okay. The rumor is that the next level up is 45 days of unlimited downloads and dining photo package voucher. Um, it's going to be a little bit, she said a notch below hundred. So it's probably like 99. Right. And that one you have to get in park. We'll know more at the next Disney blog, I believe. I'm sure. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just qualify all of my statements with that. And then she said that the third, the highest tier is going to be the unlimited CD option um, and dining photo package voucher. Also needs to be purchased in the park, and that one's going to be a little over a hundred dollars. So probably what 120 or something like that. Um, those are the three options that they have. So you have one week of unlimited downloads, um, 45 days of unlimited downloads, plus the dining photo package voucher, and then unlimited CD option and dining photo package voucher. Keep in mind that the one day and the one week are 
announced and available now. The others are... You may have to ask for or ask when. Yeah, they're said to be coming. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Michael? Well, it's a fun summer at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Wanted to let you know what is going on in August. Uh, um, There's still two current exhibitions going on. Wish Upon a Star, The Art of Pinocchio, is going on through January 9th, 2017. And Mel Shaw, an animator on horseback, will be there through September 12th, 2016. The gallery spotlight talks are throughout the month. Check the front desk for topics, times, and locations. There are two films of the month. Winnie the Pooh is debuting at the Walt Disney Family Museum. This is the first time it's Winnie the Pooh has played there. It, they will be showcasing three featurettes. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh includes Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree from 1966, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day from 68, and Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 from 1974. And um, also Pinocchio is still playing in conjunction with the special exhibition. Uh, the studio series has some fun things to do on Saturday, August 6th from 10.30 a.m. to noon for ages 18 and up. Squash and stretch for adults. No, this is not Pilates. Instead, this is a fundamental animation technique. You can create convincing character movement animation, um, experiment with different objects and their variations on flexibility in motion as you draw their key poses at a 2D animation desk. And on the same day, Saturday, August 6th, from 1 to 2.30, they have the same program, but it is geared for ages 7 to 17. But participants ages 12 and under must be accompanied by a guardian. Um, another studio series event is follow through for adults. Again, this is not a parenting course. Instead, on Saturday, August 27th from 1030 a.m. to noon, uh, you, um, ages 18 and up, you can discover the connection between physics and animation in this hands-on workshop. You will learn the significance of follow through and overlapping action in reaction to the movement of a character or object, then test it out at a 2D animation desk. Uh, uh, at on the same day, August 27th, from 1 to 2.30, the Younger Mouseketeers, ages 7 to 17, will participate in a similar program, but ages um, 12 and under must be accompanied by a guardian. There is a fantastic talk on Saturday, August 13th at 1 p.m., Becoming Real, A Muppeteer's Journey with Dave Goa. Dave I Geltz. don't know how you say it's his Geltz. name. Geltz. Thank you. Meet veteran Muppeteer Dave Geltz, who has been bringing life to puppets, including the Gonzo. Gonzo, who he is my favorite. Bunsen Honeydew, Zoot, and many more for more than 40 years. So you'll ex- he will explore the process of creating a puppet character, feeding life and personality into it till it becomes real to both the creator and the audience. So he's going to talk about his challenges, successes, and experiences in creating these wonderful little Muppets for us. Genius. Um, there's also a pop-up studio, Saturday, August 14th, and Sunday, August 28th, 1 to 3, and it's entitled, My Neighborhood is Full of Character for Young Children. This is for our younger Mouseketeers um, who can bring their favorite grown-ups to create a portrait of the unique people in their neighborhoods and family. So this 
Pop-Up Studio includes an introductory drawing lesson using a variety of art supplies, such as chalk and oil pastels. This session is intended for children ages 4 to 6, but is open to all. So for information on tickets, prices, museum times, and more, go to the Walt Disney Family Museum website at waltdisney.com, and we will have a link in our show notes. Thank you, Michael. Okay, I apologize, Mary Jo. Um, about the photo pass, there were two blogs on the Disney Parks blog a day apart. The f- I'm looking at them right the now. The first one talked about the <laughs> week long, and then of course you s- the other one comes up, and I don't realize that it's a separate blog. Um, and that one has the information about the 99 and the 119. Right. Okay. Do I get a do over? No. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Most of what you said was correct. It's just I I was in denial. All right. Um, and thank you, Allison, for also pointing yeah. it out in Mixler. Thanks, uh, Nancy. Okay. So as Tom announced at the at the front of the show, at the top of the show, um, live music is coming back to Tomorrowland Terrace. Woohoo! So starting on August sixth. A lot of the guest favorite bands are going to be performing. Um, It's going to be Friday through Sunday, and that stage will be dark Monday through Thursday. Um, Now, thanks to the glory of Facebook and someone asking a question in a thread, I actually have the day-to-day schedule, which is not on the Disney Park blog. So on Saturday, August 6th, the Suffragettes are going to open the program for the month of August. Followed Sunday by the 80s All-Stars. On Friday the 12th, it's going to be Thomasina. August 13th, Hard Day's Night. 8-14, Instant Replay. 8-19, 8-20, Scott Bruce. 8-21, Suburban Legends. Thomasina will be back on 8-26. Eight... Isn't that a cat? She's apparently quite a favorite. <laughs> well, and these are the same, like... Back These are the I, same yeah. bands, yes. No, that's good. That like yeah, Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then coming on the 27th is going to be 80s All-Stars, followed by Insta Replay again on the 28th. Suburban Legends will be back on September 2nd. 80s All-Stars September 3rd, and on September 4th, Hard Day's Night. And that'll take you through the Labor Day Labor weekend. Day. Very cool, yeah. I'm so Exciting. glad they're bringing that back. Yes, Thank you, Nancy. Tony. Running is back. Not for me, but <laughs> for other people. It was. I, I, I ran a couple times. But there's some new bling and some new sing. Do you like that? There's a carbon monoxide. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Two big honks for yeah, you, Tony. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, you know that I'm going to now record every episode from in the car. It's kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm like eight all over again and I'm playing in the car. Anyways... Um, we won't discuss when I got arrested for driving at age eight. Did not really happen. Anyways, so Run Disney has been hard at work, and now all of the event guides will be digital. They'll be access accessible from any device, and they'll all be on RunDisney.com. So there's the first one, but they now they have their they've revealed their new uh, medals. So the Disneyland 5K medal, a Disney Classic Duo, has the Country Bears. Which is, I, mm-hmm. I love, like, it would make me, I actually am considering running just for that medal, even though it's probably already sold out. No, no. Well, I think the big, the big story is they're changing the 5K medals from rubber to metal. Yes, metal. metal. Oh, Thank you. Okay. Good, finally. Um, hard dis- yeah, which, and they're going to charge us more. 
Uh, participants in Mickey's <laughs> Holiday 5K will get Mickey and Minnie kicking off the holiday season, and it's a be- these are beautiful medals. And then the Captain American 5 5K, wow, that is impressive, has a shield, and these are all metal, and they're really, really nice. These are some of the nicest medals I've ever seen. So know that. And then if you need ha- if you need to have some inspiration. Walt Disney has teamed up with Spotify, uh, Walt Disney Records, and Run Disney and Spotify are all working together now. And if you have Spotify, the online service, or if not, you can sign up for an account. And there are training playlists powered by Walt Disney Records. And there are different playlists for each race. So there's one for the Superheroes Half Marathon Weekend, Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend, whatever marathon you're running, there are now specific Disney-themed playlists. So that's kind of exciting. That is cool. I'm I'm doing the 10K on in September, so. Oh, congratulations! congratulations. Good for you. What are you going to dress uh, up as? Uh, I'm going to dress up as cool as possible, and I'm going to be grunting Yay. my way to the finish line. I have I have some good good support support. So don't congratulate you me. You won't get swept. You won't get swept. You can walk faster than that. <laughs> Your park speed yeah. is good enough for that. Yeah, well, we're we're um, the Hollywood Mar- I, the Hollywood 10K taught me that I proper yes. shoes and socks is a must. So, yes. But so I'm looking forward to to all of our dis friends who are going to also be um, competing. I could never top Tony in his tutu. Anyway, I think we still so. have that tutu. Oh. I bet our listeners could help you, Mary Jo. Yeah, sure. Okay, listeners. <laughs> just D- DL podcast at WDWinfo.com. We want your ideas. What should Mary Jo wear for the 10K? She should dress as an avocado. Yes. Guacamole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or a tor- tortilla chip. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tony. Uh, for those of you listening live, stay tuned to hear about some of our, our favorite Disneyland splurges. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.